0: Welcome back to The Boys Are Back in Time, uh, the podcast where we go back to a year in music to discuss what was going on. And this is 1970, episode four, where we are giving out superlatives. Um, oh, yeah. So uh, without further ado, we're going to get into it with the superlatives. <laughs> They always have these two uh what was the most overrated artist of 1970
1: uh so it's pretty easy i'm gonna say simon and garfunkel because they're great but also were they the album of the year number one single yeah they swept year, the grammys song of the year if you go back
2: to episode for two, me like it's pretty wild not
1: definitely not how about you run
2: i mean that's a really good pick and in that same vein with the grammys these people got nominated so many times I just don't get it. Maybe it's just a product of the times. But uh, the Carpenters, man, I don't know. I just don't get it. I mean, she has a Karen Carpenter, beautiful voice. But. Yeah.
0: I was literally between those two for my picks The Carpenters or Simon and Garfunkel. Uh, I do think Simon and Garfunkel are good, but. um, Yeah. They were. They had the number one song. They won every major Grammy category. um, And. I don't. I don't think their music warrants that kind of sweep. Um, so, and we've had other years where people sweep, and we've been like, "Yeah, that makes sense." But for this one, it's like, "Man, eh, there's a lot of really great music."
2: Yeah, you know what else is overrated? Um, Janis Joplin dying. <laughs>
1: <laughs> overrated. That one was overrated. <laughs> Two albums. Get out she, of here. She
2: should have. She should have held on. But it's okay wow well, your pick bro that's a hot take
0: uh no um no mine was uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Simon and Garfunkel. oh yeah um but the carpenters are also a very good choice uh underrated from 1970 bob who do you have um i said cool in the gang's debut album that album's awesome so
1: fun funky a lot of instrumental stuff but it's like i don't know that should be it more in the higher echelon of like great albums especially funk albums that's like it's 1970. Funk is yeah. like just starting to exist. We got
0: Funkadelic just, this is their yeah. debut album comes out this year. And mm-hmm. like, and that whole style, which their uh, existence
1: is just underrated too. Funkadelic. Yeah. They're so yeah. fantastic. They're so great. for me, I'm like this cool in the gang album is so good. And I wish it had more recognition. Love it.
2: Love, love that. Absolutely. Um, I'm actually going to say the, the beach boys record. I, mm-hmm. like I said, I, yeah, well, I, I thought I, that they were dead after my Pet Sounds, Like that was <laughs> it. Know. And it's like, no, it was great. And, uh, yeah, it's fun to listen to. It's going to be a new staple of my summers. It's great. Love it. The I had a uh, Jorge
0: ben uh, the Brazilian uh, artist who has some great uh, Bossa Nova uh, music that is just Brazilian music in general, uh, especially that Bossa Nova style. It's so easy to listen to. And um, yeah, I think more people should check him out. And I, Bob, in the last episode... You said John had it as his favorite album of the year, yeah. and I'm not surprised, man. It's it's great. It's great stuff. So. Yeah, clearly underrated. All right, this is another one that we have every year: um, musicianship performance. Who had the best moment of musicianship of the year? Okay,
1: so this is this is a long-winded one, but I'm gonna keep it short. I think Eric Clapton plays in so many albums this year. Oh. He has Derek and the Dominoes. He has this. He also plays in the entirety of All Things Was Pass by George Harrison. Um, and without him as the glue of those, along with Ringo, who was like kind of my second choice because he's on John Lennon's album. He's on All Things Was Pass, He's his own album. He's on some other like movie soundtracks and stuff. Uh, Eric Clapton is a real glue that holds that together. And I think specifically like the guitar solos in Layla, both evoke the emotion he's going for of wanting to sleep with his best friend's wife. And, um, it's a classic guitar songs. So I think Eric Clapton on Layla and just his whole stretch of being around is my musicianship for 1970.
0: Wow. Okay.
2: I love that. That's a cool take. Um, I think I'm going to choose honestly though, uh, bitches brew with miles Davis. Just, yeah. I had the same thing, man. They're, they're just like, there's so much going on. It's awesome. And, and it's, it, and it's, it's so impressive. It's,
0: like compared to the when we were in '66 doing free jazz, Bitches Brew is very accessible.
2: Yeah. Anyone could it, toss it's, it on. It's and super,
0: enjoy it. like, yeah, and it doesn't, it's not going to, you're not going to, you don't have to engage with it to enjoy it. Yeah. But when you do engage with it, you're like, holy wow, shit. Wow, there's a lot There's a lot here. going on here. Yeah. It's very jammy. And I also had Miles Davis' um, first composition and his ability to, like, bring together a group that would. Have that kind of success <laughs> uh, when it comes to improvisation uh, is is just wild to think about musically. Yes, like, absolutely. To,
2: to nail it so so well. Yeah, so. I mean, like we've we've all jammed before, and it's just like being on the same page and being able to like go into a new idea and have everyone be like, okay, let's go this way. It's like, yeah, oh yeah. wow, holy right. crap! Yeah, and Miles uh,
0: Davis does it for like twenty minute songs. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. And they're yeah,
2: we're on the same okay.
0: page. I love it. All right. Um, now going into my superlatives, um, artist you want most in a fight. Like you want to fight with you? You w- No, we're, we're going to, all three of the artists we pick are going to get into the ring together to fight. Who are you picking? Wait, so they're going to fight for me or I'm going to fight They're going to fight for
1: you. Oh, for me. Yeah, okay, good. Because I was saying if I'm going to take somebody on, it's Paul Simon. That dude's like 4'9". <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> if they're fighting for me... Somewhere in New York, yeah. he's just fucking are you kidding me <laughs> if i'm picking somebody to fight for me um i'm gonna go <sighs> let me think about this for a second
2: i know who i'm picking
1: if i make somebody to fight for me i'm gonna pick tony iomi from black sabbath that
2: guy'll just shred the guitar and scare the shit out of people that's fine dude i have an easy pick and it's a sleeper Who you got? Who do you got? Picking James Taylor all day long. He plays these soft tunes. Everyone's like, oh, he's not gonna be tough. He's doing heroin at this point. He's fucking doesn't feel bad. He doesn't give a (laughs) shit. Yeah, he's going in hard. Um, I think he could absolutely take out some he's a big dude. He was like six four, six five. Yeah. Probably in good shape. He's like, here we go. Time to get messed up. That's funny. My
0: my first comment for this one was not Ozzy Osbourne. Or the members of Black Sabbath, because when you actually look at pictures of them, they're <laughs> so scrawny and small. Like guy, see is a small dude. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, despite like having like the most hardcore music of the year uh It's not Aussie, but I'm picking Jim Morrison because, and I'm gonna then I'm gonna go to the bookie and bet against him because he's gonna go in and he's gonna be like he's like I'm a god of fighting, like I'm a god. Everything I do, I'm amazing, and he's gonna be so overconfident and he's just gonna run straight at James Taylor just to get like a fucking fist in the face and not be knocked out in the first blow of the fight. <laughs> Uh, all right, my uh, my next superlative uh, was Worst Lyrics of the Year. There's lots of cheesy, cheesy, cheesy songs coming out this year, so this is not too hard of a category, mm-hmm. but, uh, Bob, what do you have for Worst Lyrics?
1: Uh, my wor- worst, worst Lyrics are from a uh, Steve Miller song called Going to Mexico. God, I knew Steve Miller was <laughs> going to be one of these. <laughs> you just know it was going to be um, I'm going to read a few of the lyrics, just some main, main takeaways. Um, pack my bags. This is the, how the song starts off. Don't be too slow. I should have quit you, baby, a long time ago. Left you flat and split for Mexico. End of verse. (laughs) That's just where it kicks off. The final verse of the song, too, is I've had enough of your lies to last a long, long time. You and your mother, babe. No mention of her before. We're like, yeah, the mother is in the way, too. You're like a nursery rhyme. How? You're much too slow. By the way, I have cancer. And then never break it up again. Exactly. I'm going to Mexico. Why are you going to
0: Mexico? I Why? Like, I feel like he was like, "Hey, Joe" was a really good song. Let me like try to like do write a song that is the same theme. But then, Steve Miller Band, man, their I lyrics are, are so bad. Their songs are fun, but the lyrics are never good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Ryan, what do you have for worst lyrics?
2: Weirdly enough, uh, I love this song, and I it's what just the, it's the title of the song. It's also the like the main lyric. Uh, it's I Dig a Pony by the Beatles. I just don't understand what that means. Maybe it has a deeper meaning, but the, I Dig a Pony. I'm like Do you like a pony? Like are you are you digging? I don't I just don't understand.
1: So to give you context, I do agree the lyrics are kind of insane. The song is about both his love of Yoko, Yokos' pony, which is a dumb that's a uh, weird man. thing to call fear. your weird. That's yeah, it makes it not so Unfortunate. But it's also when he talks about um, you can I roll a stony. You can imitate anyone you know. It's because John Lennon thought the Rolling Stones were posers who were stealing his music. Interesting. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Wow. I mean, he's wrong. He's he is wrong.
1: At that and at that point, it's like "Let It Bleed" it comes out and "Let It Bleed" it comes to '69. And Let It Be comes out. Let It Bleed's a better album than Let It Be. And, like, yeah. And it's literally the titles being like, we're just, we love the Beatles. We're making fun of them, like, in a a knock it way. And Lennon's like, hate you guys. And they're like, do we love you guys? Lennon had already
2: played in the Rolling Stone circus at that point. Yeah. So I don't know what his deal is. Yeah. He's
1: He's on heroin. In the late
2: (laughs) 60s and the early 70s, he's
1: doing heroin. He is super moody. And his album this year tells you how moody he was. But, yeah, those lyrics, not the
0: best. What do you think, Brian? I had, uh, the artist Tony Joe White, he's got a song called Stud Spider, and uh, I mean, I shouldn't have to go into it, but I will. Uh, I don't want to be your stud spider no more, because the Black Widow don't got on me, A-e- Lord Lady. You understand all <laughs> my frustrations, you satisfy all my desires. Uh, when I just fall without a fascissa, you come to me, baby. Oh, you my light my fire, yes, <laughs> Which is just like... What are you talking about, dude? Dude, I like, trying to have it be a spider, be a metaphor for your lover. I, I get metaphors are a way to, like, elevate your um, expression, but, uh, boy, when you have a bad one, it, it can be quite <laughs> bad. <laughs> I'll take Alice Cooper's Spider Song over this one every week. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, coming up next on the superlative front, we have Bobby's superlative album artwork that belongs... In the loop. Um, yeah. So my
1: album artwork is the debut studio album by Atomic Rooster. This oh is yeah. The album cover. Please look.
2: Yeah. It is a rooster. It's a rooster with, tits. with a large <laughs> pair of tits
1: <laughs> in a box with a chair under it for basically no reason. It's uh, it's interesting. To see. The rooster's also green, which I don't think okay. happens.
0: Um,
2: it also looks like an eagle.
1: Yeah, it kind of looks like an eagle rooster. It looks like a rooster that's ready to go flying.
0: Well, I guess th- this is where the, you know, the atomic component of it, because uh, clearly the nukes have uh, affected uh, the, the yep. rooster.
1: Yeah, uh, it, it, that needs to have a special spot, like right next to Mona Lisa. Yeah. Right there. So <laughs> i be like,
0: how'd that rooster get the tits? <laughs> how did you put... That? Human <laughs> tits, too, not like rooster tits. Right. Those yeah. are clearly human tits.
1: Ryan, how about you? Album artwork that belongs in the Roosters
0: are, I thought roosters were men. They are men. They are, yeah. This rooster has tits, though. It has female tits, yeah. to be clear. It's not, it's not pecs. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, I I think the man who sold the world, David Bowie, where he's laying on his couch with his dress, and he's just kind of like... It looks like that could be up in it a museum. It also feels lazy, too. Yeah, yeah it I'm does, gonna... yeah. It, it, it's stuff. like the
0: Titanic. <sighs> yeah. But without... The tits. <laughs> uh, we can just combine those two albums. All covers. of the album So, I had uh, I had an ironic pick and an ironic pick. My ironic pick is Van Morrison. Yes. With the oh my god. Band. What a fucking Dude, disaster. And Moon. Dance. First, first, yeah. Moon Dance also. This, Van, you are not an attractive person, especially when they zoom in on your face or superimpose your face with a picture of you wearing a weird dress in the middle of the forest. Like, what? Dude, what? Every single album cover of his is him, him, and And it's it's, like. He's not smiling, he's just staring
2: stoically. Dude. (laughs) <laughs> Who the f- he? I mean, he had to have been in charge. Though. No one would have allowed, no one album. would have been side. Like, no yeah, one signed uh, up on this that. This is this has to be the album. Cover I bet you I he got in fights
0: about that. People yeah. would be like, You can't, you're gonna sell less albums. People would like, you gonna albums. People would look at that and be like, N- I don't want that. And you write great music too. So, um, but yeah, yeah Van Morrison uh, unironically, fucking Bitches Brew is very cool. Oh, yeah, I gotta uh, look at
2: a, that again. Album mm-hmm. cover.
0: Yeah, it's just it just looks like something that would be in the Louvre. Um, oh, yeah, that is cool. Uh, coming up next we have band from the future to cover an album from 1970
1: okay there's a ton of amazing options oh yeah you could do here so you have to kind of for any year but this is a great year yeah obviously. this is a, a great time i think i want to hear father john misty do moon dance in its entirety oh that's lovely that would be oh, great that'd be fun it's his soulful voice over that because uh he doesn't really do rasp the same way. That yeah, Van, Van Morrison's Morrison does very raspy. Van Morrison's very raspy, and he nails it. But Father John Misty, at moments, he can do raspy, and it works. Oh, man. And I'm interested to see the, him
0: have to do that more often. Or and just then, like turn into the mystic, mm-hmm. into the Mystic, which is a great, great, great song. Yeah. And change the mood a little bit more from like longing to like and raspy to like beautiful and. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I exactly.
2: Like that How about you, Ryan? Uh, I want to see the uh, the Strokes mm-hmm. cover Morrison Hotel. I think that oh, Julian oh, Casablancas no. do a really good job with Jim Morrison, Jim Morrison. Yeah, and like Roadhouse s- Blues.
0: There's a there's like a connection
2: between those two right?
0: in the like front man not playing an instrument yeah. that has ridiculous
2: charisma. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that that could be really cool. Yeah,
0: I like that pick. Um, I had uh, Nora Jones covering After the Gold Rush, because After the Gold Rush is one of my favorite albums of the year. Um, And I think the only thing holding it back in times is uh, Neil Young sets himself up for having to have really hard vocal melodies to sing. Um, and sometimes I feel like he misses. And I was trying to think of an artist that like just wouldn't miss, mm-hmm. and Nora Jones is definitely that. She is just such an amazing voice. So hearing her sing "After the Gold Rush," "Don't let Tell it Me Why," "Don't Let It Bring You Down," just like, oh, I, she if, would just. Yeah.
1: If you get somebody sing "Don't Let It Bring You Down," right, that's one of the best songs ever written.
0: Yeah, and there are actually some really good covers of that song. Um, mm-hmm. So that was my choice. Uh, coming up next, we have. One of my favorite superlatives, I'd taken in a different direction this year, but song to play as you're being lowered into your grave. <laughs> so I had a hard time
1: picking one that was like ironically funny. Um, and I
0: just. You didn't go with Lola?
1: I, in you know, some, some a similar vein, I was like, what if you just had one that made no sense? Like, American Woman by the Guess Who, just the moment it starts like, bow, you bow, the little bang, bang. Da, da, da. Yeah. Is he going to come out of the. Grave? Bow, bow, bow. <laughs> Is he, <okay? laughs> he going to pop out of the coffin? <laughs> Wait a minute. American Woman. <laughs> Here he comes. Get away from me. Or maybe I died because a woman destroyed me. Uh,
0: I, I like that pick.
2: All right, Ryan, what do you Ryan. have? Um,. Into the Mystic. <laughs> it's
1: a perfect one, though. It's, like, beautiful. Right? It's, yeah. I know.
2: It's, like, beautiful, but it's also, like, where is he going? He's sailing into the Mystic. As we sail yeah.
1: into the... It's actually, like, genuinely beautiful. I would yeah. cry if that happened. Yeah. Don't do that. If I, oh. if I outlive you, you cannot allow that to happen. Well, also,
0: you shouldn't bury your body. Uh, Yeah, you shouldn't. Yeah, there's too many people. <laughs> too, <laughs> too, too many, many people. Back around. when there was, like, five people, it was totally <laughs> wow. five. Was cool. it's like, there's, like... It, there's a, more than five now. Yeah, just a couple, uh, couple more. <laughs> I also... I had all my ironic picks felt worse than my unironic pick of across the universe would be a beautiful. Oh song. yeah. That's a yeah, great one to have as your, as a off. What it's a great a, example. Oh, I got a
2: four minute voicemail from you, Brian. <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> it's probably this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'll listen back. Oh, that was not a
0: good moment. Oh, that was good. Yeah. Um, and the last uh, superlative before we move on to top Helms is Dangerously Cheesy.
1: All right. I love this song, but your song is right on the bridge of dangerous cheese where it's, you know, it's like, oh, I love you. You're great. And like, this is That's for funny. you. But it, for me, it nails it. But it is da- it is dangerously on the edge of that blue cheese becoming uh That blue bad, cheese. You know?
2: <laughs> yeah. That's fair. That would be wrong. Yeah. Uh close to you by the carpenters <laughs> god damn yeah the carpenters. yeah the carpenters, they deserve it they, they deserve, deserve it, it. yeah well, i mean that's what their whole thing was they were selling cheese for a living <laughs> yeah man
0: i'm gonna go with uh with uh bread um just an artist that had a whole career that i'm not quite sure <laughs>
2: how deserved
0: <laughs> to be quite as successful as they were <laughs> with like very like i don't know their songs were just they're not bad. They're just so unoffensive and cheesy. Yes, and it's they don't age well for me. it's, no. it's blue cheese. It's, this isn't this isn't Rick Astley like br- a nice brie, uh, but this is mm. this is a
1: moldy, straight up, straight up moldy cheese. Thanks for listening to 1970 Superlatives episode. We got more episodes on 1970 already released, and a few more coming out through the end of February, including our picks for top five albums of the year and an essential playlist draft. Thanks for listening. Mm.